Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy Matt St. Jack. Whether you're an avid anime fan, a wee tadpole still finding your way, or anywhere in between, I'll be providing my opinions and insights on anime old and new. Think Yelp with help from friends and producers from other shows weighing in. I know you can't wait to hear, and I can't wait to tell, so let's get to it. This is Matt St. Jack with Anime Talk. Let's go. Yo, 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 what's going on? It's your boy, Matt St. Jack, back at it again with the white bands, except no white bands. If you guys listen to the show, you know it's a running gag. Back at it again with another awesome episode of Anime Talk. So first and foremost, guys, if you're having a hard time hearing me, I was just telling Jim um, that I'm actually kind of getting over i don't know if i'm getting over it or if i'm getting it i don't even know what it is it's some kind of crud or something like that um so if you guys can't hear me then you know like i said just bear with me um but i guess the kind the cat's kind of out of the bag so today i have uh my buddy jim from film rage how you doing today jim uh doing great man i uh, could not be better talking to you on a sunday love it <laughs> well appreciate it man we're so glad to have you here so like i said i have this is my buddy jim from um film rage i actually met him on twitter through a couple of different i think i think we're in a couple of retweet groups together um but i was really excited to to have him on today we're gonna do um we're gonna do kind of an interesting part so Guys, if you've listened if you've listened to my show before, then you know that I do random anime reviews like all the time. But I was like, man, you know what? Why not actually do a random anime review, but with someone who does anime uh, movie reviews? So it was kind of interesting. We chose two anime movies that we're going to kind of talk through today. After, of course, doing um, an interview section, because obviously I want to get you. I want you guys to get to know Jim. Um, he's a good guy. He came on with a lot of energy, so he's balancing me out this morning. Um, so so I appreciate that Um, so before we get into that as always guys um, I want to thank you each and every one of you for listening and sharing the show without you guys this wouldn't be nearly as fun and or rewarding Um, if you're not already following me on social media uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Anime Talk 12. There you will find any updates and news in regards to giveaways and upcoming episodes. Um, no updates or anything like that right now. Um, like I said, we just uh, there's a lot of things that's kind of coming out. So just follow me on those social media handles so you can keep up. Um, let me know when you guys follow. If you dislike or like an episode, I love interacting with you, the fans. And as always, there may be spoilers ahead. So you have been warned. I wanted to hurry up and try to get through the beginning of this because I don't want to take, you know, too much of this prestigious man's time. I'm sure that he could be doing so many things on a Sunday morning than sitting here talking to us today. So I wanted to get through the opening and kind of get straight into our, our interview questions are you ready jim i'm ready awesome um so on my um on my beautiful script i always have an area that says uh just freehand so this is the freehand section of that <laughs> so we're going to kind of get to know a little bit about jim like i said from film rage and shout out and i'm not sure if it's you that does it but are you the one that always um, comes back and posts like the gifts up under every every kind of retweet and suggestion probably uh, recommendation I give. 
Yeah, it's me. I'm the only one that touches social media in our crew. <laughs> so see, it's even it's even better because we've interacted on many many occasions. I'm always I'm always retweeting and suggesting them, and you guys are always doing the exact same. So we're good here. So um, okay, so let's go ahead and let's jump straight into it and get to know Jim from Film Rage. Um, <clears throat> So the first question is, name the first anime you watched. Like, how were you introduced into it? <clears throat> That's a, you know, it's it's funny because as we, you know, and we've discussed a little bit, uh, I, I guess I wouldn't call myself a huge anime fan, but there's been anime that has been in my, I guess, regular rotation for many years. And it wasn't, it wasn't just because it was specifically anime. So mm -hmm. I, I fell in love with animation is what I, when I was younger, yeah. but actually the first anime film, I guess I would say I saw was Akira. Yep. And, and that one I saw in theaters it, it, and the buzz that happened. Cause I'm, I'm old as fuck. I hope that's uh, I hope you have a, Oh, should I be swearing? No, go right ahead. I, I let people be themselves. Go right ahead, dude. <laughs> All right. So, so you know, I saw this in theaters when it first came out. So I might give you an idea as to how old I am. And uh, when I saw it, it was like nothing I had seen before. And up to that point, I had been influenced by some, you know, sort of alternative or underground, which maybe some people would consider mainstream, uh, by the likes of, say, Ralph Bakshi mm -hmm. or um, uh, Don Bluth, some of his stuff. I mean, Don Bluth's a little bit more mainstream, but his animation style was amazing. So I would have to say, I guess, Akira was the first one that I actually witnessed. Awesome. No, that's pretty cool. That's a that's a good one. Um, and, I, and I, we'll come back and circle back to why that's a good one a little bit later on in the show. Um, <laughs> so um, I guess and this is a little bit off script. So what elements make a good movie for you? Cause I know that, you know, obviously, you know, and I guess, I guess this is more of a two part question. So what elements make a good movie for you? Um, and you know, how do you, is it based on a genre or like, what do you, what, what makes a good constitutes a good movie for you? So for me, I am, I, and I talk about this a lot on my, uh, on my show, but for me, the biggest thing for me is characters. Mm. I am such a, I could, you could have the stupidest movie. It could be like just way out there, you know, just an awful film. But if the director can develop the characters so that you, it generates an emotion, could be good, could be bad. You could be happy, sad, whatever. But if, if the characters are well-developed, I will probably love the film. So I would say any character-driven film is going to drive me uh, to to love a film a lot. And it, and uh, recently we just released our our best of 2021 and worst of of 2021. Mm -hmm. And I just looked at my um, my top ten, and it's like, yeah, they're all hugely focused character-driven films. That's that's big because, you know, I kind of I tell people the same thing about when people ask me, like, what constitutes a good anime? I say the exact same thing. Like, you got to have good character development, good character building. For me, it's music. Um, it's probably second. Mm -hmm. Like, it has to have some kind yeah. of music that I can, like, relate to or listen to. Yep. And then three, like, I always love, like, that underlining. It's in the back. 
it's in the back. You don't necessarily have to see it all the time, but I love a good like love story, like something like like that low key story where like the main character and like the you know a female from you know that's kind of a main character. There's a love there, but they don't. It's not like pronounced. Like it's not like front and center. You know what I mean? Oh, you got you got just a little gentle, kind, romantic heart, don't you, Matt? Just a little bit. Very small. <laughs> fans fans who just heard that, don't try to take advantage of that. You're not getting that out of me, okay? You get the raw, the raw, unadulterated, unfiltered version of me. But there is just a little bit of romantic in there. So, Aww, that's sweet. <laughs> so I guess that brings us to our next question, since I kind of put these out of order. So what is your podcast about, and when did you guys start? So uh, we've started, we're, I guess we've celebrated our second year now, and it started. Congratulations. Oh, thanks. I, I super appreciate it. It's like, wow, two years just goes, blows by. Mm-hmm. We, we started uh, out, we kind of, in Calgary, I live in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And, um, you know, we are, we're festival kids, I guess is what I would say. You know how they have like the club kids. We're the festival kids. Gotcha. And, you know, we've, we've been, we, we see a lot of festival films and it, it's been a passion of ours. And, you know, I kind of met Bryce, Marie and I have been best, best friends for years. Uh, we also met at a festival, uh, but Bryce and I connected, I guess about four years ago. And we just, you know, we came out of a midnight showing of a film uh, the one night and we just it was like it was like two in the morning we're exhausted we all had to work at like six the next day and there was like probably 15 of us in this gang of uh festival kids and we just started talking film and bryce and i were just riffing off each other about this movie Mm -hmm. for about an hour and people were just (laughs) killing themselves laughing and then one person said you know you guys should start a podcast and of course then we didn't actually do one for about two years later yeah. but that's kind of the the roots of how it started is that our our love of of festival films and 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 now it's it's morphed into new releases so we our ultimate goal is to see it in cinema so we've been kind of lucky where we live the cinemas are still open yeah and we can see the we can see the films in cinema but of course, if when you know COVID shut everything down, we were we were watching a lot of stuff uh, on streaming. So we we try and get the idea is that we watch it so that you know whether or not it's good enough to see or not. Granted, Which makes sense. Granted, we're a little bit film snobby, so some people don't agree with <laughs> <laughs> with our reviews. But that's why we've got the Merman on there. So Murray's Murray's kind of the everyman. He likes mainstream stuff, and Bryce and I are more into um, independent and and uh, festival films. I think it's I think it's good to have a balance, and I think that's really cool. You know that, like you said, you guys kind of started off as a ragtag, you know, team of you know friends that just kind of watch movies, and um, and then you know you decided like hey, you know what like this is cool like let's kind of keep doing this and it was the same way like i told i was told before the whole pandemic thing happened everybody was like dude you know so much about anime and like you have a voice obviously not today but you have a voice that you know people <laughs> want to hear so it's like why don't you do why don't you put two and two together but then i was like uh no nah, i'm good and then right right when the pandemic kind of took off i was like or happened i was like okay this may be the best time to go ahead and just launch a podcast why not <laughs> so. yeah 
Well, Mark, um, I'm sure glad you did because I, I don't, I, like I said, I'm not a huge anime fan. It's not like my go-to, but I love listening to your show. So oh. you, you're, uh, you've got a voice for radio, and I've actually seen you because I, I've seen you. Um, uh, it was on a clip with um, Taboos yep. on their podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I, I love uh, I love Celeste and um and Allie. They're great people, great people. Yeah, I agree. Um, so let's let's move on to the next one, man. So um, I guess here's here's another offbeat question. So, what's your favorite movie, and what is your favorite review that you've done on your show? Oh God, um, the, I guess my. My favorite movie, everybody who knows me knows me, I'm a zombie fan. And um, <clears throat> and again, I think the love of characters, whenever you, any really good zombie movie is all about the characters. Yeah. Because usually uh, it's building those character arcs as they're trying to get eaten by zombies. But my, my favorite um, film of all time has to be Dawn of the Dead. I was I was going to say like hopefully it's Dawn of the I love Dawn of the Dead like I absolutely <laughs> love Dawn of the Dead I watched it the other day I feel like actually <laughs> I have to watch it I used to, once a year it's kind of, kind of like one of those things when I was in high school I used to watch it every day at lunch I would just sit and smoke a bowl and watch. <laughs> Dawn of the Dead and go back to school, dude. That's a good. I mean, that's a good. It's a good way to get through a lunch break. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's there's some scenes in it that you know when you're eating alfagetti and popcorn and watching Dawn of the Dead, it's kind of like, oh, I don't know. There's a little bit too much connection between the bowl and what's happening on screen right now. It's kind of red and gooey on screen, and <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. Yeah. I I uh, I guess you would probably you would probably maybe appreciate this. So I think my my favorite movie though it's probably was it Conan the Barbarian the nineteen eighty three. Oh, like, nice! Like Aunt. the OG, yeah, the OG, like the OG Arnold Schwarzenegger and and James Earl Jones and just like oh, that yeah. whole that I, I don't know I absolutely love that movie. People ask me all the time like, why do you love that movie so much? I'm like because it's it's just. It's just good. Like, it's a cinematic masterpiece. Like, Arnold Schwarzenegger had less than two paragraphs of lines in yeah, the whole movie. They just, they primarily wanted him because of his body. James Earl yeah, Jones yeah. was like, this was prior to, to the Mufasa that everybody fell in love with. Yeah. This man was a cold-blooded, stone-cold killer in that yep. movie. It was just, it was just such a good movie. I just love that movie. Yeah, I, I got a heart for old Arnie movies too. I used to see them in the theaters whenever they'd come out. I I, I actually love the one with Grace Slick because uh, I love her. She is she's just awesome. Anytime she's on screen, it's like Arnie could be doing whatever. She's on screen, I'm watching. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've never exactly. been more attracted and scared of a woman at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so, what's your what's one of your favorite episodes that you recorded? You know what? I always love our um, I always love our top ten lists, and we made um <clears throat> when COVID first hit, Murray kind of dropped off the show because um, he just doesn't like to meet over so like 
Zoom and stuff like that. So Bryce and I carried on and we had to, we, there wasn't any content. There was no new content coming out. So we actually broke down our favorites of all these different genres, our favorite action films, our favorite sci-fi films, our favorite horror films. And it was just a lot of fun going through that. So it's actually kind of funny. Um, so I kind of like the, our best of type series, but um, you know, when, when we have a really good rage or when we have a big dif- disagreement, I love it when, I love it when Bryce and I disagree on things. And, and then I also, I also like it when we agree wholeheartedly, because it's like, we're both gushing over the same film. Yeah, It's, it's kind of fun. Right. But uh, yeah. I would say our top 10 list, like we just released our top 10 of 2021. I, I love it because I, I, I always like to, cause as, as you're experiencing it, as it's recording, it's like, I don't know what he's going to pick. And I don't know what Murray was going to pick. And yeah. It was kind of like just knowing and going, okay. And then, just being reminded of those films because we watch so much content Like we're usually trying to bring out four to five new releases every week. So that there's a lot of content that we put into our show. And then, you know, it gets to the point that you kind of just forget the movies after a while. So it's yeah. kind of remembering those amazing films that we got to see and like, Oh yeah, for God, I love that so much. You know, like when you watch like, in, in my case, because I'm a, also a previewer for a festival, I probably see, I don't know, probably close to 4,000 films a year. So oh, wow. I watch a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, for sure. No, that's that's crazy because, like you said, I mean, I, I could, I don't know. Like, I, I, I can only imagine that. That's why I enjoy, like, if, if somebody was ever to ask me that question, I would say any episode that I'm, I have the ability to have, like, a co-host on or, like, a guest on, just because, like like you said, it's, it's cool to kind of have that banter, kind of have that back and forth mm-hmm. and just be able to, like you said, either agree or, you know, disagree on certain points and things like that. So, no, I completely understand any episodes, like you said, where you guys are either 100% against each other or 100% you know with each other those those probably the good ones yeah we do like to rage so you know (laughs) (laughs) so a a quick a quick pivot off of that one so now that we know your favorite movie what's probably one of the worst movies that you feel like you've watched um well we talk about that on the show it comes up every once in a while because you know we have a lot of like just like you where you have some inside jokes um i love the white van by the way (laughs) <laughs> a, a, uh, <laughs> the uh, um, the worst movie that I've ever been dared to see was Nine Lives. It's it's a movie with the uh, Kevin Spacey becomes a cat. Oh wow! It's just it's just awful. It's so it's so terrible. Yeah, but you know that's one of the things. Like we have a on every one of our episodes, we are dared to watch a terrible movie. So every single week there's a bad movie that we have to watch and uh it's funny because sometimes they're not terrible but yeah they the people that obviously dared us to see it thought it was terrible so it's uh all in the eye of the beholder i guess right yeah no for sure yeah i mean and that's why i thought that was an interesting question especially because you watch so many movies i was like i wonder which one just kind of sticks out um that you know that uh that you know you, so you didn't really like yeah um so let's move on so i have two qu- two more questions and then we'll kind of we'll take a quick break and come back and actually review the two shows that we're going to talk about today so um when you do your review like how do you write your review like how do you how do you sit down and you're like hey you know what bryce or you know murray you know murphy like 
where where are we like how are we going to talk about this episode like how do you kind of write your review out like do you take notes while you're watching it or do you just kind of like focus on certain things like how do you really put your review together uh that's a, that's actually a really good question and thanks for that that's actually really good so yeah i take i take notes um but normally it's a stream of consciousness because when you're in the movie theater right you can't and because that's our goal is to see it in cinema you can't be popping out your phone <laughs> yeah or, or writing shit it's not it's not gonna work right so it's it's funny because there's a thing that i kind of do quite often where i'll put what my favorite line is in the movie and and God, it's so hard sometimes because if they say the, the line near the beginning of the movie, trying to remember the exact quote of the movie. So I'm like almost repeating it in my head so that it gets ingrained in there. So by the end of end of the movie, I can still remember the line. Um, but yeah, normally I'll take notes. And then when the, as soon as the movie ends, I put a stream of consciousness down and I usually put it in my iPhone in notes. And then so I have that and then I... I kind of clean it up a little bit. So we each kind of, each one of us that has seen the movie, because sometimes Marie doesn't see as many as Bryce and I, um, we we kind of have a, a prepared review and then we'll have discussion about it afterwards. That basically said, you know, we, we this is what we feel about the, the movie. Mm-hmm. And then we'll discuss, you know, whether or not we disagree or how we agree. And uh, we like to unpack a few things in it, like that caused us, to rage or to love the movie a lot so yeah it's it's it, there's a prep preparatory for each one and for me it's right after the movie because like i said because i'm watching so many films if i don't put it into a note then i'm gonna forget stuff that's important to yeah me, right yeah no that's fair i i, I just I, like i said always again it was just kind of one of those things i was kind of thinking about when we were talking before about some of the questions i was like dude what question like again how do you ask you know when you have someone who's really good at what they do like you you guys have a very honed and very like specific like niche group that you guys stay in at wheelhouse so i'm like dude how do how in the world do you sit down and literally remember all of this stuff because sometimes like i sit down and even with the two mem- the two movies that we're going to talk about a little bit later in the show after this commercial break that's coming up, <clears throat> I said I sat down. I was like, I remember these movies, but to be able to sit down and actually talk through mm-hmm. these movies with somebody, I'm like, dude, I I can only imagine because this is two movies, and I do two movies every single time I do a random anime review. But you know, yeah. like you said, you guys sit down and you're trying to put out you know four or five you know four or five episodes a week, and it's like, dude, like. This is, you know, that that has to be very, you know, very tedious and, and very, very time consuming and very specific. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, then it, it's um, <clears throat> like even for the two that we watch, it's different when you're watching it on at home on video because you can pause it. Right. True. You can stop the movie, get your notes, put commentary in it um, so they remember what you need to talk about. Right. Because it's true. It, uh, I don't know about you, but I watched this last week. So it was like, I've since then I've seen, uh, I think, 40 other movies. Oh, wow. So it's like, how am I going to remember? <laughs> how am I going to remember about those specific ones? But, but, you know, especially if it's a good movie that you can, you have, there's a better chance you can really remember it all. We have this, we have this expression or this, this, I guess, comment on our podcast that, um, if it's Mondo, which to us is the review, if it's if it's an amazing film, it's Mondo. And uh, if it's a rage, 
then you're going to remember it, right? Because you're going to remember how, why you hated that movie so much. And you're going to remember why you loved it so much. Yeah. So, so it's, it's kind of like, those are easy. It's the movies that are meh, right? That are kind of just like, yeah, it was okay, whatever. It's like, I don't really care to remember it because I've got to feel other, I'd rather put other things into my brain. <laughs> exactly. Or, or cause me to rage, right? So. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah, I guess I, I, I guess I could, I can definitely see that, especially because with those mad movies, you're like, okay, moving on. Like I, I, I enjoyed it for a second, probably wouldn't watch it again, but I need to do a review on it. So let me go ahead and hurry up and get that up out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Blah, there it is. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so then that kind of brings us to my last question, you know, in the interview part before we go to break. So where can everyone find you guys? Like where can everyone follow and, and get to listen to you guys' awesome episodes as well? Like where, where, where can we listen? So you can find us on pretty much everywhere they're streaming. It's at uh, Film Rage. If you just search any podcast streaming uh, site, you can find us on, on Film Rage. On social media, we're at Film Rage YYC, and um, if you go on, you can find us on YouTube. Some of our some of our episodes make it there, some don't. Uh, we're trying to work on getting more visual um, medium out there, but if we're on uh, YouTube, we're on Film Rage podcast. Just search it. We're there. We're on a a new segment uh, called Audea A U D E A which is basically clips of our movie reviews. So you can just go pick a movie. If you go to Audia, just search it. I think it's .io and search it. You can, you can basically just listen to one movie review. Hmm. Just say, oh, I want to hear this one. And it's all broken into clips for you. So you don't have to. And plus as well in all our show notes, we tell us specifically where it is. So if you wanted to not hear our whole episode, but you said, hey, I wanted to know what they thought of the last matrix, right? You can just go pull it up in our website as filmrageyyc.com. It, uh, it has everything. It's a, it's got so much content on there, but we have our, we've kept every review that we've done uh, on the podcast. So if you search a movie in our search engine and just pull it up, Oh, there it is. Hmm, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, what about you guys? I know you. I know, well, like you said, I know you're on Twitter. I know. Do you guys have Facebook and all that good stuff too? Yeah, we're on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're not on any anything else outside of that. I don't have enough time in my day to keep up with yeah. those three. And each one of them are still Film Rage YYC. So, yeah, you can find us. Find us there. Awesome, 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 awesome. Well, I mean, now, like I said, we're we're about to transition into a quick break, guys, so we can hear you know a word from our our show sponsors. But any closing thoughts before we uh, before we go to break and uh, and come back to talk to talk through our uh, two movies that we picked to review? Uh no, I just say hey, thanks for having me on. It's been fun. Just you know, I, I want. I wish I could turn. I know I'm glad that you kind of threw your two cents in there because it's. It, it, I I appreciate getting to know you a little bit more too because. I would consider us our social media friends for sure. And, um, you know, everybody has, everybody has an opinion, right? Yeah. And that's one of the things that, that I love about film is that um, even film snobs, that they can still have a movie that they like that is embarrassing to them. Yeah. <laughs> I would like, for example, I always make fun of Bryce because he likes um, Twilight. And I'm just like, that doesn't even make any sense. But right. <laughs> <laughs> but so so you know, I guess I would say take our as much as I would consider ourselves um 
film aficionados because of the amount of content that we viewed. And, you know, we've worked with film festivals over the years to review stuff. Um, you know, our opinions are just our opinions. We have a new slogan that we, we cart around that is, you know, we don't believe in, in uh, award shows. We only believe in us. So, and, and that's kind of a, a theme that we want to carry forward to everybody, right? Yeah. Your opinion matters. I mean, even if nobody likes it, this keep, keep your opinion and keep strong. Yeah, that's what I, I, I tell people. Well, in, in my very earlier episodes, I said that every time I was like, you know, like at the end of the day, I can only give you my opinion. You know, yeah. like I can't, I can't, I can't, I'm not going to sit here. I don't, I don't, I don't, this isn't my personal job. This isn't like, you know, like something that I literally just sit down and do all the time. But, you know, at the end of the day, I want to still give you, I still want to give you good content. Like that doesn't mean I'm going to compromise mm -hmm. the content because I'm only giving you my opinion. But I, at the end of the day, like I'm going to talk about things that I enjoy, things that I don't enjoy. Like, and to quote, you know, Dave Chappelle, I believe on Sticks and Stones on that stand up, he was like, you know, he was like, just remember, you clicked on my face, you know, just remember, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you know, at the ultimately you clicked on, you know, my podcast. If you agree, you agree. If you don't agree, that's perfectly fine, too. Like you said, opinions are like buttholes. Everybody has one and some people just think more than others. Exactly. That's true. <laughs> wink and stink. So. Awesome. Well, I guess um, with that, you know, like I said, we'll go ahead. I, we'll take a quick, uh, a quick break um, for our, you know our sponsor, and then um, we'll be right back with uh, with the the reviews. I can't wait, man, to jump straight into that. Welcome back, guys, from our commercial break. If you guys somehow, I don't know why I always make this joke or say this, but if you guys somehow made it to this half of the show, but you didn't listen to the first half then you would know that we have jim from film rage on and uh and we we did a a really good uh you know looking and and an interview on jim uh in the first part so if you somehow made it to this part but you didn't hear that interview which i don't know why or how that would happen but if you did i would suggest that you guys go mm -hmm. back in and you listen to that before we jump into our uh you know what makes this show this show right a random anime movie review so like i said um at the top of the show normally i do these every scene every season sometimes i've tried to like i've snuck in two in a season but um but yeah so normally i try to do random anime reviews but i thought why not bring on an expert here so we decided to uh talk about uh in typical fashion anytime that i have a guest on the show always let them kind of pick a movie or you know pick a tv or pick, pick an anime or a show that we're going to talk about so the one that you brought in which was very interesting because i had never watched this so it, the oh. first one yeah the first one that we ended up talking about or that we're going to talk about today is perfect blue um, so Perfect Blue, which I believe according to IMDB, it was an 8.0, um, ranking, it's a movie studio, it was Madhouse, aired, uh, it was February, February 28th, 1998 in Japan, um, I believe, so, yeah, so the synopsis is a J-pop idol group, Ch Cham has, um, has spent the last two years entertaining his fans. Sadly, all good things must come to an end, and Cham must not, must see one of its members, Mima, um, leave the group to 
pursue her acting career while her choice is met with mixed with a mixed response she hopes her fans will continue to support her so i'm just kind of leaving that there's another paragraph that i could potentially read through shout out to um my anime list which if you guys have listened to any of my shows find out a way i can get affiliated because i talk about them all the time i absolutely love my anime list they always have really good content um but uh, there's a whole nother paragraph that I'm not I'm not going to really go into just because I feel like it gives a little bit more of the story away. But I'd much rather we just kind of talk through it. So, like I said, I, I didn't originally watch this movie. So when you told me about it, I was like, yo, like this actually seems very interesting. I believe it's actually an 8.5 on my anime list. So they rated it a little bit higher. Um, so, yeah. So, like, let's jump straight into this. So, first of all, what got you into this? And, like, tell me about your thoughts on this movie. And don't and don't you don't have to hold back. It's it's at this point, like, I feel like it, it came out in 98. If if people haven't watched it, they just haven't watched yeah. it. Like, just, yeah, exactly. just you don't have to hold back. <laughs> yeah, I feel, well, I feel the same way when we like I said, our on our podcast, we focus on new releases. But occasionally we have like on every episode, we'll have an older movie that we're reviewing that we're trying to rage over. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if people haven't seen an older movie, if we put spoilers in there, that's on you. So yeah, you know, this, um, th- this animator has just been known as a brilliant, a brilliant animator, like Satoshi Kon is, has just has such a vision. And, you know, from, and I saw the documentary about him recently at a film festival. And I was like, man, I remember seeing a couple of his movies years ago. And then I couldn't remember what they were, to be quite honest. So I went back in and I was like, oh yeah, it was perfect blue. Like it kind of fucking blew my mind when I saw this movie. Because I was like, first off, who, who makes a movie like this in anime? Yeah. Like it's like this movie. This movie could have been directed by any top tier director. This could have been a Brian De Palma film. This could have been. Um, it could have been like you know, it. This movie. I wish this movie. This would be one that to put an anime that goes into live action. I would see this in a in a heartbeat. Yeah, for the sure. The plot of this is mind blowingly good. It just, um, and the animation was just fantastic. So it was kind of because I saw the Satoshi Kon um, documentary that made me want to go back and revisit it. And so when you said, hey, let's talk about a film, I was like, well, let's talk about him. Or maybe we should just unpack every single thing he's done. Cause exactly. He, he's so good. Now, do you know much of his stuff? Have you talked about any of his other films? Uh, no, I, this, was, this was really the first one that I just, like I said, that I even just kind of delved into. So this so wasn't he, even this was like this was like my first like eye opening because here's the thing, right? So I, I go back in and I watch a lot of stuff. I'm kinda like you, but I don't I, I I admit that I don't think that I take I don't I don't delve or dip, you know, way way too far in. I know the other movie looking at some of his stuff, um, like I know that I've watched like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I know that I've, I love JoJo's, the show. Uh, I hadn't seen Perfect Blue up until, you know, you recommended it. I've seen Tokyo Godfathers, which I actually did a, a review on um, last year for Christmas, my present under the tree for Christmas. Tokyo Godfather was absolutely amazing. Um, and Paprika. I remember seeing Paprika. So out of those, so out of 
you know, majority of these, um, and obviously, you know, the next movie that we're going to kind of talk through, which is Akira, um, which he got kind of an uncredited assistant artist, I guess, uh, piece on for the manga. Those of like the only like maybe three or four out of his, um, you know, filmography or, or anything like that, that I really just remember. Interesting, right? Because he, he died so young. I mean, you yeah. think of some of the most amazing uh, anime artists of, of yeah, now. It says, what, still 40, putting stuff out. Right? Yeah, 46 of pancreatic yeah. cancer. Yeah, that's that's what, what the doc was about. It had all these um, amazing anime artists and and just film people in, in general talking about how how sad it was he died so young. Yeah. Man, yeah, it's 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 crazy, especially when you you know when you have someone who puts out a lot of work because you don't think about it, you know. Like again, yeah, I'm I'm 100 guilty of that. You don't think about it at that specific time. You think about it because you're watching it from a consumer standpoint. You know, you're like, oh well, this is a good movie. He should put out more movies. And then you look up and you're <laughs> like, oh well, you know, he can't put out any more movies. Or you know, or it's or it's like, well, you know. Like they stop, you know, like because I mean that's one thing that I've I've always kind of followed and I've looked at, especially with like one of the big ones for me was Ty Kudo Ty Kubo, um, who did um Bleach. But you know, you look at some of these some of these artists and some of these, you know, directors and producers, and you're like, there is such a toll that especially from an animation standpoint, there's such a toll that that's put on, you know, their body because of how how frequent how how quickly they have to put out you know episodes mm -hmm. they have yeah. to draw things they have to you know make sure that the storyline and the storyboard is laid out like there's just so much that you know ends up going into it that you don't think about like the fact that like you look at the end product and you're like oh okay cool this is absolutely amazing i love it i want more but you don't think about the amount of time effort yeah, life that this it. person yeah. yeah puts into it yeah so. well especially ones where they're actually each one is a painted cell like yeah. you think how long that takes to do that is is incredible that's that's why i have so much respect for animation and when it's done well and uniquely it's uh, every every frame of this movie could have been an art piece like yeah. it's just it's so brilliantly done and the and the the story i was just peeking on uh imdb about this this was originally going to be an actual action live action feature yeah i thought i saw that too yeah and 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 then people pulled out of it so I, i'm not disappointed that, that it didn't get made into live action because you know to get to see this uh this this film in its in its brilliance I have to I have to ask you a question though because you yeah. know I consider I I consider you the expert on anime as far as I'm concerned, and and so because I don't watch a lot of it, is is it a common theme for for girls to always have that high? I feel like, like it girly is type voice. Why I feel is like that? It is. It, I found it. I found it kind of annoying. I'm kind of like that's not how people talk. <laughs> like, you know, I, why? First of all, first of all, if you if you if you're going to call me an expert, don't don't do that. Don't. That's not a. That's not a. That's not a. That's not a trail that you want to or a rabbit hole you want to oh, go down. Is. Like there's there's a lot of there's a lot are. of people. I value your opinion. So. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Um, I don't know. 
honestly, I think it's just I think it's an expectation. I think it's I think it's just you see a you see a you see a, a person, you put a voice to that person. For some reason, there's like this expectation. It's the same thing with and it's one thing that I really enjoyed about this show or this movie in particular was a lot of times, and I had an episode where I talked about this, like taboo, uh, taboo questions that are anime anime community, and one of the big things was fan service, right? Like there are so many, there's so many uh, anime or movies or females in certain shows that are kind of placed out there where they set this unrealistic expectation of like body or you know like this chick mm-hmm. that's walking around with like you know triple g's or something like that you yeah, know yeah, and, yeah. but she has like this high voice and it's like so i think i think it's just another side of that same coin i think it's more fan service they have a character who they think is you know this type of character she has to have kind of this high-pitched and very fat you know uh, uh fantasy you know whimsical voice yeah. that that it's goes along like with every, her everyone is a barbie and they have a barbie voice so they exactly you know hyper sexualized the characters which yeah. which kind of takes away from it yeah which is why i love this movie so much i mean it was almost like there was the dichotomy of the having the actual singing group which yeah. became which he was kind of depicting this was my vision of it that he was depicting the the girl group as kind of being that immature and then the high pitched voice. When she got into acting, it's like, it's like she became a real person and yeah. became her own person. Yeah. And, and the fact that they put that much effort into the mental illness side of this, like yeah. this film is, is really a journey of her mental illness and her coming to grips to it. Right. Yep. And, and the characters that are built around her. And there's, there's obviously some scenes in it that are, I would say shocking. Yeah. The scene, the rape scene for yep. in particular was extremely, extremely powerful. And, and, you know, I, we've talked about this on our podcast too, that do we really need a rape scene at least for that long? I, I don't know. I think that could have been edited a little bit more. I think we got the impression. Agree. Um, right. But it's, it's, it, it like, if someone told me that, Oh, you're going to watch an anime film and there's a rape scene in it. I'd be like, what? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I here's here's the thing. To your point, was it was it was it needed, I guess, quote unquote, I'm using air quotes. Was it needed? I think that I think that the way that the way that this movie was written and the way that they wanted to show, like you said, the progression of Mima, like from the very beginning to where she ended ultimately ended up. Did you need to have a, a a traumatic episode or a traumatic situation or incident? Yes, like you had to have something that eventually yeah. pulled her out of her, like you said, her her previous mindset into where she is now or where she was at the end. Did you have to have a rape scene? Probably not, but I understood because it showed to me and to your point. To me, what really threw it off was and what made it very interesting and the way that I kind of interpreted it was. Like, think about how many times that, you know, and this this is this is current. Like, think about how many times we've heard those stories about Disney stars growing up. Mm-hmm. Like those Disney stars that started, I mean, Britney Spears is one of the one of the yeah. biggest ones that everybody's always going to talk about. But like, think about how you started off as such an innocent person, you know, this innocent, like you have this whimsical look of outlook on life and you have these bright eyes and you're bright eyed and bushy tailed on you know the industry the entertainment industry as a whole but then you go from that to 
you like like when she went mm-hmm. in, like you said, going into yeah. her her role in the in the the double the double bind, and then yeah. all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, hey, by the way, you know. This is totally different than singing. You are no longer, yeah. you know, yeah. a group, uh, you know, a, 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 a singing group. Like now, what we want you to do is, we want you to do this. We want you to do this. Like you're going to have to change your outfit. You're going to have to do this yep. type stuff. You're going to have to do all of this. Scenes. Yeah. Which, yep. Right. Yeah. So, so I think that it's. I think that it. I, so I, I, I say all that to say, was it necessarily needed? I don't think so. But did it? Was it needed to be as long? No, definitely didn't need to be as long. But it was, but it was power, like you said, it was powerful in its own right to show the like how how quickly people, I wouldn't say abandon their morals, but like how quickly people change or things change people in order to get them to that next level in life, you know, to get to their end game in their in their life. So yeah, um, and she was she was so like all the way along she's like oh yeah i'll do this i'll do this and it, it was that that scene was to your point was was kind of like it it changed her yeah it completely changed her and 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 i guess just for the listeners who haven't seen this movie it's not actually a real rape scene they're filming a rape scene of yeah. in the movie but it still it felt real like, yeah like it, it, there was and and to bring I guess this is, and and this is not necessarily part of the character art per se, but it's part of the director's ability to bring emotion to the film, yep. right? That 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 you can have, uh, you know. There's always been that argument too, but oh, you could never create a um, uh, what do they call that? Um, uh, where they take the character that they don't exist anymore, like they did with Princess Leia in the. And she doesn't oh, yeah, yeah. know him alive. What do they call that? The um you know, where you can go see Mariah not Mariah Carey, um <laughs> live on stage, but they're not really them. Oh, uh the impersonation or like the, the uh, Yeah, like the hollow what do they call that? And they say it's a ho- you're on the hollow hologram. Get this hologram, yeah. So yeah. the hologram of the person, right? It it's like you'll never be able to make that that really brings emotion like a real actor can and this is a completely animated film and and your emotions are dialed into 11 as soon as you get into the film yeah yeah no i agree and and it's crazy because to your point i i love and it and it's crazy because as i was kind of writing out the reviews or kind of thinking through the two movies that we chose it's just interesting to me how the depth of some of these, like to your point, and I, this is why I always tell people all the time, like anime has depth, like people who want to sit down and say like, oh, well, you know, it's just boobs or it's just this or it's just that. There's no depth. Like there is depth in, in anime. And this specifically mess with me just because like you're talking about a psychological you know disorder and you know this disassociative identity disorder and you know personality disorders and you know all of this other stuff that people really go through like people Mm -hmm. you know there are celebrities out there that really go through this stuff like people who didn't want to do things or were kind of like hey the only way that i can kind of get you into this role or to get you into the lifestyle that you want to live is that you know there are some shortcuts you know that we can probably take but there are also some things that you know we're going to have to do that's going to have to get you there and 
the simple fact of like being able to, to your point, being able to see the emotion, being able to see the, the psychology of everything that she has to deal with from the very beginning, then dealing with Rumi, uh, or, or yeah, like with her and the whole psychological piece that yeah. she kind of came into it. And then, uh, what was his name? Me, uh, me uh, like all of these different characters that, that really played a, a, a prominent role in, you know, in her, in her life, like the way that they, yeah. you know, the way that they used her, the way that she was not only you, but like she was literally used as a scapegoat in the very beginning. Like yeah. Rumi was literally like, Hey, you know what? I, I washed up, I've washed up. I don't have an opportunity to do this, but I'm going to form a group that can do this. And not only am I going to form a group who can do this, but I'm also going to use, I'm also going to use you specifically to be, you know, my, my vessel to kind of like live vicariously through you. And I want to control every single aspect of your life. And then when she decided, when uh, when Mima decided, like, you know what, like, I'm done with this. I want to actually do my own life. I want to actually kind of live and do my own thing. She was like, no, like, you're always going to come back to me. You always need me. So, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it was just, I don't know. Like you said, which, it was, it was which just kind crazy. of planted it, right? Like, it was kind of like watching it again a second time. You're like, oh, yeah, right. It, it You can tell certain things, but I think they did it. He did a great job getting to the end you're like well that was a pretty good ending yeah right like like the fact that that Rumi, you find out that what wait a minute you mean the the, the actual serial killer guy wasn't actually a serial killer exactly <laughs> it's kind of like and then you see her her room of room full of dead bodies yep <laughs> it's like it's like wow that just yeah. it kind of it kind of just blew my mind a little bit i loved watching this film again it uh it it's um it, it's funny how you forget certain things but then it was like okay i remember that and i remember yeah. that like i remember how creepy the dude is that you know is, is her stalker yeah yeah be mania then like it's it's and it's so weird it's so he's so weird just in the simple fact of like like that whole you did everything like you you stayed in all her fan groups like you you signed up to be her security like you he literally took every single opportunity like even to the point where you're like okay well i'm mad because she even just did this 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 potential like even though again like you said it wasn't real but like he's like oh i'm mad that you decided that you wanted to you know do this fake rape scene or i'm mad that you decided yeah. to take these new pictures so what i'm gonna do is like i'm gonna try to do the exact same thing like i'm gonna try to do this for real i'm like hold on what like you're mad because this almost happened to like this happened to be you know for fake on a tv show but then you actually attempted to do this to her and then kill her afterwards like i, I i'm like i i don't what like that didn't, you know that didn't even make sense to me like and then even to the point where like he beat up the guy the 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 heckler is so bad at the show yeah, to yeah. where like she she's like i'm so scared of you like it, at this point you've taken fan obsession way too far bro like you you've like there are <laughs> yeah. some people don't get it twisted there's some there's some women out there that i'm like yes like scarlett johansson is one of them i absolutely love scarlett johansson <laughs> for for multiple reasons but i would never i i, I don't have like 
pictures of Scarlett Johansson over my wall. I'm not about to try to, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, over my computer. I'm not about to try to apply to be her her security guard or something like that. You know, I'm not about to do all. It's it's just so weird to me. But to your point, yeah. these are things that needed to happen though inside of the movie to be able to show, you know, the the progression and things like that that she ended up having to deal with. Like even to the point of like Rumi dressing up like her and saying yeah. that she was the real member, like she's the idol. I'm like, do you not realize how crazy and how how much further <laughs> like into this hole in this dark place that you're forcing this girl because she made a decision on her life? Like, yeah. well, and 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 I mean, ultimately, uh, it's funny because Rumi kind of pulls out in some points because yeah. she's so upset and yeah. which you're kind of wondering okay i can see that she's she's she doesn't want this direction for her. and and it was interesting to see how they kind of con- did control her life yeah. like it was almost like oh yeah we're telling you to go here now we're telling you to go there now and you thought to yourself wow i would have thought that she might have had control over her own life but yeah. you see that she never she apparently didn't ever did have a control of her own life nope until the very end when, yeah. we, when we finally got to see when she sits up in her car and she smiles at herself in the rearview mirror and she just says i'm the real thing yeah and then you're like yes now you finally have an opportunity yeah exactly it's like now you finally have an opportunity to you know live your life be your own person and go for it so absolutely okay so your your stalker choice if you were a stalker which you're not would be scarjo mine is lapita nawango that that she is Mm. my dream girl i feel that i feel that (laughs) I feel that. Yeah, but see, here's the here's the thing though. Like I said, I, I like and to your point, I am not and, and all my listeners, please understand that neither of us are stalkers to that level. Please understand that. That's first yeah, and no. foremost. <laughs> but it's just it's just it's just crazy to me because and this is another example <clears throat> excuse me, this is another example of why I said that in anime, this the difference between anime, and I've had this conversation before, but everybody's like, oh, you know, I love watching, binging Good Doctor and General Hospital and this show and that show. And it's like, well, the difference is, is that in, in anime, you can do so much more. Because oh, yeah. to your point, this would have made a really good live action. Like, there have been some live action movies that have come out, which I, I'm trying to get you on the hook to, to do another episode when we we'll <laughs> talking about live action movies. But there have been movies that come out that you're like, nope, this doesn't translate at all. But this specific show, like this specific movie does translate very well. And it yeah. shows it shows so much depth that you're like, wow, like this could actually have, like you said, this could actually be a thing. Like someone out there in this world right now could potentially be a, 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 a main mania right now to some star that you know that we that we may not even know about or we do know about you just never know yeah 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 i mean you hear about that sort of afterwards right it's like oh my god this person had a stalker yeah who was who was uh who's it paula abdul didn't she have like some some chick that 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 killed herself like out front of her house or something like that because she didn't pass her own and like the was it what's that show America's Next Top Model or something, or not America's yeah, Next America, Top Model, that was dumb. America's yeah, Got no. Talent. Yeah, there America's you go, something Talent. like that. Yeah. Some some show. But yeah, the one with Simon Cowell and all them. But yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, I don't know, man. People are crazy. Yeah, this, American Idol. American Idol, yeah, that's what it American was. Idol, but it. yeah, that's that's 
wild, man. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah, this film. It's crazy. Is, I think everybody, well, everybody over the over eight, the age of eighteen should. See yes, this yes, please. <laughs> yeah, over the over the age of eighteen, and I believe uh, I, it's on. I I ended up um, I ended up putting it on on uh, YouTube, and I think it's like a one ninety nine rent. It's not horrible or uh not youtube uh amazon i think but they were both both about the same price i think amazon was like 189 or 299 or something either way it goes watch this movie like if again if you're 18 if you're 18 plus watch this movie really good movie really good movie. if you're not <clears throat> that age then add it to your list to watch when you're exactly yes please do um so I know we have one more movie to kind of get through. Any closing thoughts on uh, Perfect Blue besides the fact that it was it was pretty much a, a, a cinematic masterpiece? It was pretty good. Yeah, I, w- I would say that that pretty much sums it up of it being a cinematic masterpiece. I, I think the the fact that it's anime, you know, 10 minutes into it, you're almost forgetting that it's anime. Yeah. You're just so ingrained in what's happening in this film that uh, it's just like any other amazing um psychological thriller for sure couldn't have said it better myself sir um okay so then let's go ahead and transition and slide right right on over to our next one so we kind of alluded to this one before and you you hit it right on the head at the very beginning so akira uh that was uh it was an 8.16 on my anime list, and it was an 8.0, I believe, on IMDb as well. Um, Perfect match. It was eight, 8 and 8. 8 and 8. <laughs> so um, it originally aired July 16th, 1988. Um, so the synopsis is uh, Japan, 1988, an explosion caused by a young boy with psychic powers tears through the city of Tokyo and ignites the fuse that leads to World War III. In order to prevent any further destruction, he is captured and taken into custody, never to be heard from again. Now in the year 2019, a restored version of the city known as Neo-Tokyo, an area rife with gang violence and terrorism against the current government, stands in its place. Let's go from there. I'm just going to keep that one again pretty, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty high level. So another really, really dope psychological slash like psych. This was more like psychological and psychedelic. Like it feels like, it feels like <laughs> if you were, if it feels like if you were on something and you watched this movie, like you, oh you yeah, probably you, pro- yeah, you probably experienced it on a totally different level than anybody else ever experience it or even even meant to feel like absolutely crazy um again really good animation style this was and this is one of those ones that i've kind of alluded to and i've talked to before is that this movie is one of is one of if not the godfather of like modern yeah. anime like yeah. this started that whole craze and it's crazy because to your point i was actually born in 89 so i'm not going to speculate on how old you are but i was born in 89 <laughs> and so obviously i wasn't even around uh, you know I, I came out when this you know i was i was i was on the world or in the world you know a year after this movie aired um but and obviously I didn't watch it at one years old. And if I did, obviously I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> but uh but um I remember watching this movie for the first time. I remember I had it, I found it on 
uh, I bought it on Amazon. I bought the Blu-ray edition of this movie because everybody had been telling me, you can't cause yourself an anime fan if you've never watched the, you know, the granddaddy and the godfather of all of anime. So I bought it on Amazon. I want to say they were doing like some sale or something like that for their uh for their DVDs or something. And I bought it and I brought it, you know, but got it, got it at the house. I put it in my, you know, my Xbox. I started watching it and I was like, wow. Like this is I can understand, you know, the level of, you know, the level of love and reverence that people have for this specific, you know, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, this specific movie, you know, and the following that it kind of gathered. Like, did you did you kind of think the same thing or, you know, what was your experience when you first watched this? Well, yeah, it was it was funny because, uh, again, back in the day, I was still a, I wasn't a festival kid back then. But I was a, a movie, still a movie fan because all, all my friends worked at a video store. So it was like a buddy of mine would get access to all the new films that were coming out. And he said, we got to go see this in theaters because this yeah. is coming from Japan and we cannot miss this. And it, it was like a one one weekend only. We got to see it and we went and saw it twice um, because it was it was just it was just so mind blowing about anything we'd ever seen. Yeah. And, you know, and think about, think about um, what movies, like, uh, when, you, when I watched this the first time, you think of, um, or I should say, what, looking at it now, uh, uh, you can see some of the influences from film, but then if you see that films that have come after this, like, I was seeing a lot of influences from Blade Runner in this. But yeah. Blade Runner is such a dark, dark film. This was so much color. And and um, I'd done some reading on this again just recently, knowing that we were going to talk about it. And the color that was put into this, like for the time of anime, or even Jap- Japanese animation at the time, um, this had so many more colors. There was colors that were created for this movie. Mm-hmm. That yeah. that just makes it so, and it's so visceral. Like you watch it, and there's just you're just like, did they just do that? Like, like the amount of gore that's in this. Oh yeah. A- and at the time, it was you know, it, there wasn't anything like this. I'm sure. Again, I don't, I don't really know the anime uh, genre that well right now, so I wouldn't be able to tell you what what anime has evolved to. But is 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 the color saturations and the and the vis- the level of 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 gore and and imagery to this level still now? I mean, there are certain ones, there are certain genres and certain shows that kind of delve a little bit further, you know, a little bit deeper into it, which, but to your point, that's why I said before, like, I feel like this was the, the, the godfather or the grandfather of like so many different shows because you took so many different things. The colors, the colors are, are, absolutely beautiful now like the colors that they that they use and depending on again an older anime versus a newer anime you know it's a little bit different it's kind of hard to compare but the thing about it is it's like to your point this this specific movie like it it just i don't know it just kind of blew it kind of set the world ablaze like it was like one of those things i think it was the sixth highest grossing movie in japan 
um, mm-hmm. at, at some point. I believe that they had like, and it's crazy because they had it was a five point five million dollar budget, which is what they had. Um, okay. And a, a box office like forty forty nine million dollars. I mean, and plus, you know, now like I said, you you can buy a DVD of it, you can watch it wherever else. But it's just, I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like it was one of those movies where. When they started off, the amount of the the character, like you said, the character development, the darkness of it, just the that feeling of like, I don't know, it, it almost, it almost, I don't know, like at one point, I remember the first time I watched it, at one point, like I got lost just because of like what, like what was even going, and I'm watching the movie, obviously, I was focusing on it 100%, but I was like, what just happened? Like, where is this? Where are these, the the like? It just kind of like delves into so many different holes that you eventually have to come back and be like, okay, hold on, what just happened? Just because yeah. you know when you when you mix in, like I said, just the 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 psychology of it all and the 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 psychedelic you know parts and the the fights and the like you said the blood and the gore and the, the relationships that you know the main character i think his name is tetsu or Te- tetsu or i can't remember how you how you say his name but t-e-t-s-u-o yeah tetsu yeah well with even like with him it's like the different relationships and connections that you know you end up having with you know they or that he has and you're just like then you see the iconic bike that kind of comes in yeah. and you're like dude there's so much that kind of goes into this movie but you know it does it does make you i don't know it, it makes you feel like again there's depth there is there is i don't know there's like you said there's this saturation of color there's this this I don't know. It's it's just so hard to describe, just because it's it's such so many know, layers. Yeah, so many different layers. Like yeah. it's such a good movie. Like I I like I said, it's it's such a good movie. Like I I I couldn't. I don't know. I don't. I I can't say anything other than that. Just because there's just like you said, there's so many. It's it's like the old Shrek saying. You know, ogres are like they're like onions. You know, there's just <laughs> yeah. so many layers. You know, and, and you're just as you're kind of watching it, you're like, okay, well, hey, this is really good. the The fact that they the fact the fact that we're talking about a world war that ended up yeah. pretty much essentially just annihilating a whole country. And it's and I always love movies like this because like like I said, this movie came out in eighty eight, but you're like, okay, well in the year twenty nineteen, this is what's yeah. happening. We're in Neo yeah. Tokyo. But you're like, it's twenty twenty two and everybody's <laughs> locked in the house because, yeah. you know, everybody's locked in the house because of, you know, COVID. Yeah. It's like this is this is totally different. There ain't no there's no there's no gang violence that's just sparking up all over the place or people fighting for you know a, a third well i mean i guess there is gang violence but i mean we wouldn't it's yeah. not to this level but it's not you know it's not terrorist we're, we're not seeing it because we're at home yeah you know it's like it's not it's not people out here staging coups against coups against the you know against the against the american government or something like that it's not you know it's not like this but it's crazy because anytime that i watch old shows or old movies like this it's just interesting to think or to see how they envision the future potentially being and then how yeah. how much different it is now. Well, I wonder if, because if this is, I don't know when they would have started making this, but did they know at the time that Tokyo was going to have the 2020 Olympics? That's a good question. 
right? Because the fact that, that they're actually building the stadium for the 2020 Olympics. Yeah. yeah it was kind of like, did they know that? It makes you, makes you wonder. Yeah, because I mean, this there the the main thing. I mean, the main selling point or the the main namesake of the movie being Akira. Akira was actually located under the Olympic Stadium that they had in Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I I just feel like I just feel like whenever that stadium goes up, we need to send a, a team down there just to make sure that there's no underground passages and, and ways because the last <laughs> thing that I need is, you know, well, I mean, it, I, I guess it would affect me eventually, but I mean, you know, the last thing I want to see, though, is some Akira type stuff happening over there for sure. <laughs> but, um, but that's, that's you know, it's, it's, it's a sci-fi action thriller you know, it's it's again, it's 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 not just one thing. Yeah. Right. And okay, so I have a couple questions about yeah. getting your vis- your vision on this too. So again, my ignorance of anime is, is sort of generate some of these questions. Is it is it normal to depict that all guys are dicks? Because I'm watching the movie again, and I'm like, I didn't remember. Like all the guys to the to their girlfriends were pretty much all dicks. Yeah, I think that still kind of carries over. I mean, majority of the time, like I, it's it's not it's it's not again. It's it really just depends on the show that you're watching. But for the most part, I would say that like I don't I don't know. It it I feel like it's still a thing. Like I feel like it's I could I could probably name like five or five to ten anime off the top of my head that all the guy all the main characters to their significant others in the, in that specific show are probably dicks. So uh, that kind of that kind of threw me a little bit because I'm kind of when I'm watching I'm like okay first off I don't really like any of these people yeah so it's kind of <laughs> like when am I going to start cheering for them but they did you did go on this journey because you kind of think okay that they're they're kind of dicks because of the situations they live in yeah right and it's it's like okay so he he, he his arc uh, of Canada which I kind of liked being from that I'm from Canada. I was like, yeah, it's Canada. Go. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, his arc was kind of the the most interesting to me because he yeah. was a, you know, he was like a leader, but he was a dick. And then um, Tatsuo's character has a completely different arc. But then they as, they, as they come to the end of the film, the two of them, their friendship and their bond kept them, you know, they're trying to, you know, fucking kill each other. And then, yeah. and then, you know, when, when one of them is actually uh, getting sucked into the giant blob man. <laughs> yeah, the marshmallow, the marshmallow, the, the marshmallow, yeah, the marshmallow man. The marshmallow, whatever you want to call it. Um, the Kira character. Yeah. And, and Canada's like, I'm going to save you. And he jumps in. It was just like, yeah, okay. So maybe I don't hate him as much as I, I, I was kind of hating him for most of the movie, but you know, he's, he's still there to help his friend like that, that core of his being is you know we're friends we stick together yeah which which was positive even though he's a dick to his girlfriend and she probably should have just punted him to the curb yeah that's how it usually goes you know usually (laughs) it's it's like yeah you know what i should leave you but you know i don't know why i'm still here i'm just kind of still here i'm just kind of around maybe she stayed for the bike i'm not sure i don't know well maybe he's good and bad i don't know Uh, he could be We, we never know (laughs) <laughs> they never talked about that. Nope, never did. 
<laughs> I thought there was going to be some anime sex in there, but apparently there wasn't. There was just more gore and violence, which was okay by me. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, like you said, it was definitely a cine- a cinematic masterpiece as well. Um, I don't know. It was so good. If you have again, if you're listening to the show and you haven't watched Akira. I suggest that you go watch Akira. Like it's, it's and really if you good. get to see it at a midnight showing in a cinema, that's the place to see this movie. There you go. Could, yeah. could you, okay, have you ever had the opportunity? Has it ever come out? Like that's one of the things that I kind of miss. They get a lot of these B films or like you know underground type films that are like, oh, you can watch Rocky Horror at midnight. Why isn't somebody bringing out Akira? And playing it at at the midnight movies. That's true. I you know, and I always think about this because I try to go at least catch a couple of them every year ish. But you know, they'll normally have like a Studio Ghibli, um, like you know, uh, festival or something like that where you can go watch, mm. you know, Howl's Moving Castle or Spirited Away or something like that in the yeah, theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, true. Yeah. And I usually I usually try to make those, but to your point, like I'm surprised that they haven't done, you know, like an Akira or I mean well, I don't even know if you I don't know if they would put perfect blue up. But I mean, yeah, I definitely. Yeah, yeah. But I mean I would I would be down to watch either one of these or both of them in theater if I had the opportunity. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think especially I think in particular oh I was gonna say both of them. They they're both they're so big that you yeah. can't I mean, I have a uh, 85 inch TV, and it still wasn't big enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, yeah, those are those are definitely. I feel like these are definitely big screen, you know, movies that you need to watch for sure. Like, watch them on the big on the big screen, eating some popcorn. Yes, that's how you screaming do. at the screen. Exactly, exactly. Yes. Um, but yeah. So yeah, like I said, uh, suggest definitely watching both of these. I'm slowly but surely dying, so bear with me um, as we try to kind of get through the closure here. Um, so, any closing thoughts on Akira before we move on and kind of wrap this up? No, it's it's a visual masterpiece. The the color saturation, the uh, the imagery, the the story is is amazing. Just don't take anything before you watch this. Or if no, you do take, take something, something before, before you do it. Yeah, I'm about to say, or if you do, <laughs> enjoy it, but then go back and try to watch it sober as well. Yes, and let twice. me know if yeah, let me know if it makes sense either one of those ways. <laughs> Please. The answer is no. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I don't condone drug usage, okay, people? Be yourself, but I'm not going to say go do it. But if you do it, let me know what you thought about it. Um, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so then I guess that kind of wraps this episode up. Um, just a recap, a brief recap of what we did today. So had my buddy Jim on from Film Rage. Thank you so much, Jim, for jumping on. And we did a anime, a random anime movie review on the movies Perfect Blue and Akira, which we both gave a huge thumbs up. Um, on actually watching those. Um, so thank you everyone for sticking around and supporting the show. Again, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at anime talk 12. Um, make sure again, that you guys reach out to me. Let me know what you guys thought about the episode. If you like or dislike the episode, um, and like I said, sorry again. Hopefully next week I'll be feeling a lot better. So you guys can hear my beautiful voice, um, a little bit more. 
And uh, Jim, the floor is all yours, man. Before we before we close out, any any additional drops or any additional, you know, you want to give us your your where we can follow you and things like that again? Yeah, sure. Uh, Film Rage YYC on all social media and uh, filmrageyyc.com online to uh, check out uh, our amazing website. But always, always listen to Matt on Anime Talk. I appreciate that. High praise, high praise from one of the one of one of the the uh, the movie review um, gurus. So I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And like I said, uh, likewise, always listen to Jim Bryce and you said Murphy, Murray, Murray, Murray. Yeah, Murray on a uh, film rage. Thank you so much for jumping on. Like I said, guys, this has been Matt St. Jack with another anime review. Thank you so much. Peace out. Peace out. Thank you.